Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you aren't listening, find us on social media. Add Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. 
kvällens första finalplats är... Nordman! Det andra bidraget som tar sig till final är... Det tredje bidraget som tar sig till final är... Kiana! Det bidrag som får den fjärde och sista finalplatsen so here we are then, it is Melfest Monday and it is our big grand final preview. The final is just days away. I am Rob, joined by James as ever for Melfest Monday and you have just heard there the four qualifiers from the semi-final for the final. And now, James, we have our final 12. We do indeed. It's here in the blink of an eye, isn't it? It just felt like at the beginning it wasn't moving forward. We weren't getting there. And now the final of Melfest is just uh, five days away, which is very, very exciting. We'll be looking ahead to it in great detail very, very shortly. But let's not forget the semi-final itself. Uh, we saw eight artists on the stage four of them of course qualified uh, but four of them lost out on a place we'll be looking at that show in great detail as well and just to figure out what happened on saturday night and then we will start looking ahead we'll start looking to the final with our special guest who we'll introduce very very shortly and with two of the artists taking part in that grand final artists you've not heard yet on this series of Mouthfest monday We'll be joined by the youngest artist in the final, Kiana, just 16 years old. She'll be joining us. And we'll also be joined by Maria Sir as well. She's been one of the favourites going into this year's Melbourne. So we've got all that and more still to come. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So let's get to it, shall we? Of course, as we just said, we've got the full preview of the final of Melfest 2023 to come. We've got a special guest joining us for that, and he's here with us now. But before I get to that guest, can I officially welcome back Rob Lilly, who is making his Melfest Monday return. Welcome back, Rob. Thanks very much. You did a great job by yourself last week. Well, not by yourself. You had me, Hall, and you had Stina as well. It was lovely to listen in last week as a listener, but it's nice to be back. Wonderful to, to have you back. The Dream Team is back and the Dream Team is joined by, or the Dream Team includes this week, as I should say, uh, Gustav Darlander, Swedish journalist and in-house Melody Festival and expert from SVT. Gustav, hello. Hi, great to be with you. I've been listening all season. You're doing a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. That's, that's the only reason we got you on, Gustav, for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, somebody else who's doing a fantastic job as well, should we just say, and let's put it on record, is you, Gustav, because we could not do this podcast without the resource that is Melopedia. So a huge thank you for everything you're doing over there. Thanks, I appreciate it. Uh, I've been working with Melody Festival since 2006, actually, but since uh, 2021, I've been working on this encyclopedia, that's Melopedia, 
and yeah it's very important to get all the information in the same place i think and it's starting to get very very popular when we're looking at the viewing statistics uh, on the website so yeah a lot of people like it apparently <laughs> well we certainly do keep up the good work and as you are the man behind melopedia you are mr facts and stats when it comes to melody festival and plenty of brilliant facts and stats on the way in this episode of Malfus monday as we build up to the final Gustav, we've got to talk about the semi-final first, and I'm going to make a guess. Before I talk about the songs, this has got to have been one of the most northerly Melody Festival and shows ever, surely. Not the most northerly, of course, but one of. Well, actually, Auschwitzvik, which was the city of, of uh, the semi-final, uh, it's not that far to the north if you look on the map. It's like in central Sweden somewhere. Uh, so we've been much, much uh, more to the north in, in historic times. For example, in 2008, it was the most northerly Melody Festival when we went to Kiruna in uh, the northernmost Sweden. So just check the map and see if you can find Kiruna in the far north and uh, compare with Örnsköldsvik. But uh, yeah, Örnsköldsvik, it, it can be quite cold. It used to be minus 20 degrees when we were there the last time. Uh, but I hear that it wasn't that cold this time. Yeah, me and James were having a bit of a chat about the uh, the most northerly, as you said, in uh, in Karuna in two thousand and eight. That was that was the second chance round, I think, back in two thousand and eight. And they did the show in a in an aircraft hangar that also doubles up as an arena, which sounds incredible. Yeah, Arena Arctica. Uh, that was uh, yeah, it was a treat to go to Kiruna. I've been there several times actually, but uh, one time for Melody Festival, and, and yeah, fantastic. Now let's get away from the geography, James. Let's talk about the semi-final. And James, don't let me down because we know that there is a way of linking that second chance round in two thousand and eight to the semi-final. Yeah, thanks to thanks to you having a look at it just before we started to record, we found a link in the fact that in 2008, who performed inside that aircraft hangar? None other than Nordman, who, who won the semi-final on Saturday night. Nice catch. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so, Gustav, let's talk about Nordman then. They won the semi-final. For me, one of the best performances of the night, I think. The viewers obviously agreed. They put them through as, as the winner of the semi-final. Was it a surprise to see them go through or not? Because I think they are an artist with a big following in Sweden. Yeah, they were huge in the 90s. Uh, and you can see that a little bit in the age group uh, voting, that they have a very strong support about people who, or from people who experienced the 90s, quite simply. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they're, they're popular in the north, uh, apparently, if you look at voting stats from the app. And... Um, they, there's also a, a bit um, of a fun fact there that um, now the final has two duos uh, because Marcus and Martinez is they are also in the final. Uh, so we have two duos, Nordman and Marcus and Martinez, and the final has only had two duos two times before in the Modern Melody Festival, and, and those were the times when Nordman took part. Of course, they helped the statistics since they're themselves a duo. It's 2005, 2008, and now they're back in 2023. So in the history of Mello, if there's going to be a duo in the final, it's probably going to be Nordman. That's what we've learned. Yeah, at least if we have more than one of them in the final at the same time. They seemed to do a tremendous job on Saturday night, Rob, didn't they? In terms of, in comparison to their performance in their heat as well, the vocals seemed a lot better, didn't they, Rob? 100%. And I think, actually, if we look overall at the entirety of the performances that we saw in the semi-final. I think there were actually very few acts that did 
better than they did in their heat that actually improved how they did but I think Norman definitely improved and also if we go to somebody else who I think has continued to improve Gustav it would be someone that we're going to hear it's someone that we're going to hear later on in today's episode now they've made it to the final but Kiana I can't get my head around the fact that Kiana is just 16 years old she celebrated her birthday when she won the heat last weekend she is a future star in the making for Melody Festival, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, Kiana is probably the most expected breakthrough artist uh, for, for people in the industry, I believe. Because if you look at her past, she has been in every talent show there is. She has been on TV in several occasions. She started to take dance classes when she was uh, three years old. Her mother is a professional dancer. Um, she has it all. Uh, she's been performing in musicals for several years. So uh, everyone in, in the industry have probably known that this is a fantastic uh, future star. Uh, so this is the first year where she could take part in Melody Festival, and, and she did. And she was also put on the semifinal where she had her birthday to kind of uh, accentuate this even more and, uh, and give uh, attraction and attention to her. Um, I believe um, maybe it was just a coincidence, but but uh, of course she she did impress with her talents, and uh, I'm sure she will be back in Melody Festival and in the future. We've got some great young acts in Melody Festival this year. You know, you just mentioned Kiana there. We've got Maria Sir who's coming up in the final. We'll be chatting to her a little bit later on in the podcast as well. But also Teos finishing second in the semi-final on Saturday night, just by a point as well to Kiana. So it was very tight in those results. Uh, Rob, he was back again um, after being in the competition last year. He seems to be a, a real up-and-coming favourite with a lot of, especially young fans in Sweden. Yeah, he's so slick, isn't he? The way that he takes to the stage with so much confidence for someone of that age. And Gustav, tell me I'm wrong, but his entry this year must be another massive radio hit in Sweden. Yeah, uh, it's uh, streaming-wise maybe the song that has been the most successful uh, in quantity this year. Um, up until the time Loreen uh, had her tattoo released, of course. Uh, but uh, Tales has been streaming constantly in like the top uh, 10 or at least top 20 ever since the song was released after Heat 2. Uh, and um, after the semi-final or on the semi-final Saturday, he was number three in Sweden on the Spotify chart. And number one was Lorene, number two, Smash Into Pieces, and number three, Teos. So the, strong, the song is definitely everywhere. And uh, not just the kids listen to it. Uh, everyone loves uh, Teos' talent and, uh, and this very catchy song. His personality, his charisma, you know, you mentioned his stage presence and that confidence that he manages to bring is just exemplary. It's just a shame, Gustav, that he, he sings in Swedish because the, the Swedish language doesn't t- particularly uh, win Melody Festival very often, does it? No, um, I mean, Sweden is the country that has gone the longest without sending a song in their own uh, language to Eurovision. We we had it in 1998, uh, the last time with Jill Jonsson. So uh, it, it's definitely about time. But Sweden is very anglicized, and especially when it comes to pop music. We just had three songs in the final this year in Swedish, and that's a lot. Uh, most years we just had two songs in Swedish in the final. So... Uh, we're moving in the right direction, but very, very slowly. Uh, because if you look at the Swedish chart, we have a lot of uh, pop music in Swedish, but it doesn't translate into Melodifestivalen somehow. 
And then we have international juries too. So yeah, uh, it's a bit hard to see. I should also say about Teos, he's, he's the youngest guy, he's 17 years old. He's the youngest artist in the modern age, Melodicus, to take part in the final a second time uh, because he was last year too and now he's back. Uh, so he's been there two times and just 17 years old. That's a record in the modern age. And yes, Anna Book in 1987 uh, did the same thing. It does make me reevaluate my own life. I'm 13 years older than Teos, and I've been to no Melody <laughs> Festival. Well, I've been to two, but I've not performed in any Melody Festival and Grand Finals. It does. Where were you when you were 17? <laughs> I know, right? It does make me think. I think I was probably probably at several birthday parties in village halls and getting drunk in bus stops. That's what I was doing. But <laughs> anyway, should we talk about the the fourth and final qualifier from the semi final to the final? Gustav, it's a name that we've seen in that Melo final. Many times, you can tell us how many times, it's Mariette. And she has been in the final, uh, this is her fifth time in the final, and this really makes her a legend. Uh, I mean, if you look at the, the Modern Age Melody Festival and since 2002, uh, she's now a tied number two on the list of the most uh, appearances in the final. Uh, number one is Sanna Nielsen, with six times in the final. Uh, amazing. And now Mariette, number two. Uh, together with Jessica Andersson and Magnus Carlsson. And you probably recognize all, all of these names very, very well if you're a Melody Festival fan. Uh, so she is up there with the, with the greats now. You're home for everything Melody Festival. This is Melfest Monday. Great as ever to have Gustav Dahlander here on Melfest Monday. He will be rejoining us in around 15 minutes or so to look ahead to the final. We've also got those chats with Kiana and Maria Sir still to come too. And something that we've not spoken about yet on today's episode. Very, very shortly, we will be hearing from Melfest Monday listener Will. He is also a listener to the Eurotrip podcast on a Wednesday. And he will be telling us what it's like to watch Melody Festival in a slightly unusual, unique location, but a very popular one as well. I know a few of you have been going to this particular place to watch Mellow this year, so we'll be finding out more about that very shortly. Well, I can tell you for sure, it certainly wasn't my living room because I was watching it all alone on Saturday night, just me. Um, anyway, before we get to all of that, uh, let's... Do you have any snacks in? I had a delicious uh, Rogan Josh curry. As in, uh, like a supermarket in the microwave job? Or, you betcha. Uh, or I was home alone. It was a supermarket in the microwave job. <laughs> was it one of those that comes with the rice in its own little compartment? Absolutely it was, yeah. And I had a lovely coriander naan bread as well. Oh, no, no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let us get to the... Did, mel- I, did I let my hatred of coriander come into things? You, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, I'll move it swiftly on to the Melfest Monday ultimate Melfest party playlist. What is the name of that? You know what, last week when you were here to correct me, I called it all sorts of things. It's just the Melfest party playlist. That's right. literally all it is. Okay, doesn't have the word Monday in it then. Anyway, uh, we have got one episode left, as in today, to add two more tracks to the playlist that you can listen to ahead of the show on Saturday night, the grand final, this coming Saturday. So each week, both Rob and I have been adding one song each. To get you up to speed, I'll try and do this in quick succession. We've got Clara Hammerstrom, Run to the Hills, Cassiopeia, Just Can't Get Enough, Margaret, In My Cabana, Alcazar, Stay the Night, Timothée with Com, Duvet Du with Road Trip, Dolly Style with Habibi, Dolly Style again uh, with Roller Car... 
with Roller Coaster, Arvina with Tinkin Tialskohem. I didn't write that one down. I think I've said it right. And Doctor with Little Tot. Very well done. So that means we've got two places left to fill in the party playlist. Thank you to all of you who've been getting in touch, by the way, as well, with your suggestions. They include, and sorry, Leon, by the way, Leon emailed us a couple of weeks ago, and we've not got to Leon's email. Uh, Leon said, just want to say hello, another listener from Canada. They're all from Canada, I tell you. There's like a like a cult of Eurotrip listeners in Canada. Do they all get together, I wonder? All here for it. Uh, Leon said, I love me some classic Melody Festival and songs. One of my favourite classic songs was the 1987 OGAE Second Chance winner. Oh, here's a stat. Definitely going to say this name wrong. Aya Sionma Hoyt. Over Havert. I don't know if that's the person's name or indeed the name of the song. No, I think the name of the artist was Aya Solima, and the name of the song was Hoyt over Havert. Love me some good schlager. Keep up the good work, Leon. And that's probably the last email we'll ever get from Leon because I absolutely butchered the artist in the song. So, <laughs> Leon, apologies, but thanks for listening. Uh, let's get to our additions then. Uh, Rob, you can go first, given you weren't here last week. What do you want to add to the playlist this week? It is easy this week. Easy for me this week because, of course, when it comes to talking about the grand final very, very shortly... I imagine there'll be a lot of conversation about one woman in particular, that person being Lorene. So my addition, my entry for the party playlist this week, my final addition, is the song that everyone seems to forget from Lorene in Melody Festival, and it's Lorene's entry from Melfest in 2011. Here it is. Interesting choice. Yeah, you, you're right. Everyone does forget about that entry in 2011. You always talk about 2012 and then 2017, of course, and now 2023. But yeah, never 2011. Yeah, never. My heart is refusing me. Such a good song. And honestly, just need to hear the first few bars of that song and it, it gets me going. So it was a no-brainer for me to pop that in the party playlist. Okay, one more song to add to the playlist then, which is my choice this week. And it is this. <laughs> There's just something about this song from Mendes back in 2002, <laughs> Adrenaline, that just gets me going. You laugh, honestly, I know. I think we put it in the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame either last year or the year before. But I also know that loads of people in Sweden as well absolutely adore this song. I feel like it was a bit of a game changer in Melody Festival as well. It sort of did something when it took part in 2002. Yeah, Mendes and Lorene then are final additions into the Melfest party playlist for this year. And good news, everybody. Because you can listen to our Melfest Party playlist. Now, I'm going to pop a playlist up on Spotify. Just search for our Melfest Monday Party playlist. That's what we're going to call the playlist. Our Melfest Monday Party playlist. Go and have a look for that over on Spotify. And get yourself in the mood for the grand final. Pop that on. And you'll be in the perfect place to watch the show on Saturday. When you aren't listening, find us on social media. At Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. That's going to be a great playlist, that. Uh, when you search it on Spotify, have a look. See how long the playlist lasts and put it on. Uh, that How am I going to explain that? You know what I'm 
I know exactly what you mean. You put it on at the exact time so that it finishes yeah. just as the final starts, is what you're trying to exactly. say. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, thanks for rescuing that for me. <laughs> Appreciate it. Right, coming up then, we have got Kiana and Maria Sir on the podcast. Gustav Darlander will return to look ahead to the grand final. But talking of watching the shows, James, you mentioned you were watching All Alone on Saturday with your Rogon Josh and your Coriander Nan. Talking <laughs> of watching the show, let's hear from listener Will. Now, Will got in touch with us. He dropped us a DM a few weeks ago. And he asked if either of us, especially me, because I'm based in London, were going to watch Mellow in church. And I thought, what's that man talking about? The idea of watching Mellow in a church. But apparently, here in London, that's something you can actually do. And I know that some of you listening to this will also have done that before. But I was none the wiser. I wanted to find out more. So here's what happened when I got up with Will a little bit earlier on. So Will, welcome to Malfest Monday. Thank you very much, Rob. Well, first question, obviously, what did you make of the show? What did you make of the semi-final? Um, I quite enjoy it. Um, it was, uh, the, the performances, I thought, were pretty good. There were songs which um, I haven't particularly warmed to the first time around, which I um, enjoyed more. I think uh, Nordman in particular, I had been quite dismissive of the first time. And actually, I don't know why, but this time around was much more into. Um, I thought the, the some of the humour um, from the hosts, particularly the weird arm thing, I I did not get at all. I've had some weeks this season where I've been like, that is incredibly funny. I really like that. And other things where I've just been like, what are you doing? And that was very much in the what are you doing? That's a great. And then the slightly weird voting process um, where they told us who was in the lead halfway through and then all the same people won. It was yeah. not the most exciting reveal. Now, the reason that we've got you on the podcast today is because of where you were watching the semi-final. So, Will, do you want to reveal where you were watching the semi-final from? I was watching in the uh, Swedish church in Marylebone in London, which screens all of the heats and the semis and the finals every year. Now, I've wanted to talk to somebody who watches Mellow in the Swedish church in London for ages, because I've seen talk of it on social media, seen loads of people talking about it on Twitter, saying, oh, we're going to church this weekend. And you initially read that and you think... You're going where? But it sounds amazing. So talk us through it. What's it like when you get there? What's the whole experience like? What's it look like? Yeah, what's the vibe? So, I mean, it is it is genuinely a church. Um, and it is, uh, it's very Swedish. Like, there's the Swedish language signs uh, on the inside. It's run by Swedes. Um, and there's the church itself up the top. And then they, they do the screening in the kind of hall in the basement. Um, and it's completely free, so you just you turn up and you wander in, and there's a bar selling uh, booze and Swedish snacks. So if you've got if you've got particular favourite um, Swedish sweets or chocolates, chances are they've got them there. Um, do, do do they have plot? Well, that's the big question. They do have plot. Please um, hear it. They have a bilar, um, and uh, I bought some particularly chewy things last night, which I couldn't get through because they were, it took so long to eat every single each one that uh, I was like, I'm not going to be able to speak at any point if I keep eating these. It's obviously attracts some Swedes, but I think it's mostly British people. Um, and it's yeah, it's like it's like a little church hall with some atmospheric lighting um, in a basement and a big screen at the front. Um, and and they screen out. Um, they uh, it is free, but they do a charity collection. So. In the past, they've raised money, for example, for LGBTQ charities. Um, at the moment, they're raising money for Ukraine. 
um, and they people who donated uh, get entered into a raffle and get some Swedish Swedish snack treats um, as a prize. But it's all very very informal and laid back. Is it a bit surreal? Like when you go, like think about the first time you went. So when was the first time you went to to church to watch Mellow? I think it would have been twenty nineteen. And yeah, the first time it is a it is an odd thing <laughs> to do. Um, but once you've been once, you're just like, oh, that's the routine routine now. Um, and uh, you know, you get you get to see the same people there. Um, and uh, and it's just it's it's like like any communal viewing experience. Um, it's very different from watching at home. You know, you're surrounded by people who are really into it. Um, who you know, I've been I've had weeks where there's been someone annoying sat behind you who wants to uh, loudly proclaim their views on every single song. But mostly, it's a really good crowd of people, and um, it's a good chance, particularly in the heats, to see what's actually going down well with other people. Because you can sit at home and be like, "Oh, I like that song," but actually, you get you get a much more instant reaction in the room. Last night, there was a massive scream when Kiana did her big kick. Um, <laughs> But you don't you don't get out of home, um, so yeah, it's it's just a a nice different way of watching it. It's uh, it's slightly harder if you if you're really into the host chat, um, or uh, you kind of want to know what's going on. Like when I'm at home, I put the Swedish subtitles on and try and follow along with what's happening. And and in a big room full of people with slightly dodgy acoustics, you're not going to pick up that stuff. It's mainly the songs, um, and I think it's probably quite flattering to the vocals as well. Um, with the noise in the room and um and the quality of the audio but uh but what you get instead is yeah you get that communal viewing experience you get all the um tension and the celebrations as the results come out from the people in the room um, and also if you if you're a bit confused as to what's going on someone on the next row will be able to tell you what's happening any balloons there weren't any balloons and i i think in previous years i might be misremembering but i think in previous years there have been balloons and um possibly they decided for sustainability reasons <laughs> not, not to um but yeah, I'm pretty sure there used to be balloons, but there weren't any. It was slightly disappointing, but um, uh, maybe maybe they'll come back. And and like any good Eurovision event, there is also an after party from what you were telling me before we start recording. Yeah, so um, so I mean, obviously the the screening itself is only an hour and a half long. So uh, so half past eight, you kind of wander out church, go around the corner to a pub, and then a tiny upstairs room is playing Melfest classics until half past eleven. So that's great because apart from the fact that you just how many times can you actually go out somewhere in London and just dance to Melfest music? Um, you can do it for like three hours and then go home and it's the tube's still running and the trains are still going. It's not even it's not even late. Um, so that's nice. It's a very like increasingly sweaty room as more people turn up and um, and particularly uh, once we have to close the windows to uh, stop the sound annoying the neighbours. But that's really nice and, and really eclectic as well. Like, um, you know, t- Tattoo and Where Did You Go totally went off in the room. But then there were also like songs from 2003 that were so obscure, I can't even remember what they were. Um, now, it's a really good mix of uh, stuff from all the eras of Melfest. You've really sold it to me, honestly. Next year, I'm going to be going because obviously I'm in London. There's no reason not to. It sounds incredible. So I'm definitely going to have to make the trip for, for Mello next year to, to church. Well, where are you watching the final? Uh, well, having weighed it up, I have decided I will watch the final uh, in Friends Arena in Stockholm. <laughs> so exciting. So when are you heading to Stockholm? Uh, I'm going out on Thursday. And then there are some events organised by the uh, Melody Festival Klubben, the um, AKA OJ Sweden, um, OJ Sweden. Who, this uh, is the, the, big, the, big, the big Melfest weekend. Yeah. So um, 
they've got a, a welcome event, a free welcome event on the Thursday night, which is a, they've called it a lecture, but I think it's more of a talk about um, 2016 Eurovision, followed by a quiz. And I literally, if I see the word quiz, I am there. So, uh, yeah, hopefully going to go to that on Thursday. Then on the Friday night, there is uh, the Melfest pre-party, which has uh, Shirley Clamp, um, Riley from Denmark, uh, Sunit, and Anna Bergendahl. And then, yeah, then Saturday night, it is the event itself. And and there definitely will be balloons on the seats. There's always balloons on the seats there. Well, well obviously, we'll be back for the final episode of Malfest Monday for 2023 next week. So, given that you're going to be in Stockholm, would you like to be our Melody Festival and correspondent? And would you like to come back on and tell us what it was like actually being there on next week's show? Oh, I think I can do that. That sounds good fun. Perfect. Well, we'll have the best time in Stockholm. We'll speak to you next week. And yeah, safe travels. And thank you for talking to us this week. Thanks, Rob. See you later. Very jealous of everyone heading out to Stockholm for the final this year. I know we were there last year, of course. We're not going to make it this year. So yeah, very jealous of all of you. I imagine there's quite a few of you listening who are catching a flight maybe on Thursday or Friday to watch the grand final live. Maybe you're listening to this on the plane or at the airport or in Stockholm itself. How exciting. But yeah, thank you to everybody who has been listening throughout the season, actually. I feel like we should say that because we're almost there. We'll, of course, be back next Monday to review everything that happens in the grand final. So make sure you tune in for that one. Maybe have listened to that on your flight back from Stockholm if you're coming back on Monday. But uh, yeah, thank you to all of you who've listened in this season. James, we've been lucky enough to be joined by many of the brilliant cast of Melfest 2023 this year. Have we not? We've been very lucky to have some brilliant artists join us on the podcast. We have indeed. You, you sprung that on me. I was going to try and add up how many we've actually had. I wonder if it is it nearly half. I don't know. That's quite a bold prediction, isn't it? <laughs> but I'll come back to you on that one. You can go and talk about something or maybe talk to one of the artists and I'll go and have a look at how many we've spoken to. Indeed. I tell you what, what we're going to do here is we're going to hear from Kiana. And then before we hear from Maria Sir, you can work out how many of the artists we've heard from on this year's series of Melfest Monday. But yeah, let's do that now, shall we then? So Kiana was in the semi-final this weekend. She qualified for the grand final, which is incredible when you think that she is literally just 16 years old. It was her birthday the day of her heat. She, of course, competed along with Lorene in heat number four of Melfest of Mello and then qualified for the semi-final. Well, now she's in the final. She is one of the youngest artists ever to compete in the Malfest final. So, of course, we had to catch up. And here's what happened when I spoke to her a little bit earlier on this week. It's been been crazy and it's been hectic and just, it's been lots of fun. I'm happy. I'm excited. And such a whirlwind as well, because obviously, as we know, this is your first time in Melody Festivalen. Yeah. You are, I'm right in thinking, are you only 16 or are you now 17? Are you still 16? I just turned 16, yeah. Right, now talk to me about this. So you've just turned 16. This is insane. So when was your birthday? (laughs) My birthday was this Saturday, which was the day that I competed, which is crazy. So how did you celebrate? I mean, obviously you celebrated by by qualifying for the semi-final, but what else did you manage to do to celebrate turning 16? Well, my my uh, my granddad and my auntie from Australia, 
they came over now to watch um, Mellow live. Um, so we celebrated, like we celebrated my birthday by eating some cake and I got a few presents from them, um, like in the hotel room. Um, but I think the, like the biggest part of my birthday celebration was like at the after party, that was like a whole big party, which became my birthday party. You looked like you had a great time with a chocolate fountain at one point. Oh, we did. I mean, I was just, I was so, I don't even know why I was so mesmerized by this chocolate fountain, but it was like huge and they had all my favorite fruits and like they had marshmallows and everything. So I just stacked a plate and just enjoyed. <laughs> what was the, what was the best? What was the best thing to dip in a chocolate fountain? This is the big question of all of the stuff of all of the fruit. What was the best thing? I mean, it must, it has to be like the strawberries. I think that was the best thing. <laughs> gotta be, gotta be. Oh, Kiana, how much did you know of, of Melody Festivalen? Because you've already mentioned your your Australian relatives, because I know you were you yeah. were born in you were born in Australia, right? And then you moved over to, to yeah. Sweden. So how much yeah. did how much did you know of Mello growing up? Oh, I mean, I've grown up with Mello. Um I've had my favorites and I I mean I grew up I mean, I looked up to Lurian when I was like a toddler. I mean there's like this video of me dancing to Euphoria and I'm like copying her moves and everything when I was like five. And it's so crazy because now I shared the stage with her. Um, no, but I mean, I've grown up with it. And I mean, it's, I think it's been a part of, I mean, every Swedish child's life. So it's, yeah, it's been with me all the time. Now, this isn't the first time Swedish viewers will have seen you on on TV, because I know, of course, you were in, uh, is it Talang in, Swe in Sweden, Swedish, yeah. which I think translates yeah. as, as talent, uh, if we were, yeah. we were thinking about it in, in like, in English language. Now, what, yeah. what was that like? Because you finished second, I think, and there was an yeah. incredible, incredible quote from, from Edward Afsillen, who, of course, people know Eurovision. Yeah extraordinaire commentator yep. producer <laughs> love love peace peace and he's one of the he was one of the judges on, yeah. on the show and he said mm -hmm. of you he said your voice will take you to places that you can only dream of I mean yeah how was the experience of the show I mean that was everything I mean Talang was everything I that was what made everything start I mean I if it wasn't for Talang, I wouldn't be signed by my label and I probably wouldn't be in Melo this year if it wasn't for that. I mean, so many things have happened because of Talang and I'm just like so thankful for everything. Um, and the experiences, I mean, I learned a lot because I think I grew in myself as like an artist and also just as a person in general because you gain so much knowledge and just you gain so much knowledge about the, the industry and I think performing and stuff like that. And you being part of Talang, that was a complete surprise for you, was it? I, I was reading about you being at school and you were then surprised yeah. and, and they were like, oh, you're part of the show. Talk to us yeah. about that. It's crazy because um, the one of the judges, she had heard about me from like a friend. One of my uh, friends had been in Talang two years earlier. So she had heard about me uh, through her. And then, I mean, I guess she decided to go to my school and she picked me up. And I think the whole school was shocked and I was shocked and it was just crazy. And it's funny because she surprised me. And now Melo, they also surprised me. They came to my house, surprised me. And then it was just like, it's so funny because 
I guess people like surprising me. <laughs> I mean, so far, they're all good surprises. So we can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> no. Kiana, the song is such a bot. It deserves to be in the final. What what would it what would it, what would it mean if it was there? What would it mean to be in the final? It would be just so crazy because I am so excited to do this performance again. So if I get to do it one more time, I would be ecstatic. But like about the final, I mean it's just like it's so crazy because if you get to the final, that's just like it's like reaching a milestone in life. I don't know how to describe it. It's just crazy. And the semi-final is also just crazy. Everything is crazy. Kiana, thank you so much for chatting. It's been brilliant thank to talk you. to you. Thank you so much. And um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully this is just the start of an incredible journey for you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you know what? Kiana sounds like a whole lot of fun. She seems like a, a future star. I said last week she could potentially be a future Melfest winner. Yeah, she's just got a, an abundance of talent, hasn't she? At such a young age. I've got a lot of time for Kiana's fun Australian-Swedish accent as Mm, well. mm -hmm. Good, isn't it? Really good. (laughs) Talking of her Australian roots, should shout out our colleagues over at Aussie Vision. And a friend of the Eurotrip, Kyriakos, sat down with Kiana to chat about her life in Australia, which admittedly was a very short life. I'm pretty sure she moved to Sweden when she was about two. But she's got a lot of relatives over in Australia who I know have have flown over. Her grandparents have have flown over to watch her in Mellow this year. So, yeah, yeah, go and check out that interview that... uh, Aussie Vision did with Kiana because it's really interesting to find out about all the support she's got in Australia as she's in Mellow this year. But James, from one artist to another, because I've been lucky enough to chat to, well, arguably another one of the breakout stars of this year's Melody Festival and very, very popular artist over in Sweden in the last 12 months or so, it is of course Maria Sir, who is going to be artist number... 14 that we've spoken to on the podcast in uh, this series of Melfest Monday, which means we've spoken to half of the competition this year. I would say for me and you sitting at home and bashing out some emails, that's pretty good going. (laughs) Yeah, always great to bring you these conversations as well, because I know you often rely on us to get to know the artists a little bit more. So yeah, I think we've done a, even if we do say so ourselves, uh, I've done a great job to bring you quite a lot of insight from the artists this year. So yeah, a bit of a pat on the back there for for both of us. And thank you for all of you for being there. And uh, yeah, if you want to let us know how much you've enjoyed the series, if you have, 
feel free to uh, drop us a tweet at Eurotrip Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter. Obviously, we're on Instagram as well. Send us an email. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com. And leave us a review if you want, if you loved it that much, because it really helps other people find us. And I'm sure James will be repeating all of that information before the end of today's episode. But anyway, to Maria Sir. She's been one of the breakout stars, as I said, of this year's Melody Festival. And an artist with a pretty incredible story. She's, of course, Ukrainian. She moved from Ukraine to Sweden after the invasion last year. She has since launched a music career over there. I'll talk to her about her father, who is still in Ukraine. But it's an amazing story and one that has led to this year's Melfest final. So brilliant to have Maria Sir on. And here's what happened when I caught up with her. Maria Sir, welcome to Melfest Monday. Thank you so much for having me. Maria, how are preparations going for the Melfest final? What does it sound like when I say to you, how are preparations going for the Melfest final? Because, of course, you're part of it. Uh, I mean, it's it's just the same that it was before final. It's a lot of training, practicing. Um, yeah, you know, just the things that we're usually doing <laughs> all the time. How how is training going? I I saw on your Instagram story, I think from yesterday. I know you've been you've been in the gym with David. Is David your your personal trainer? Right. Yes, I did. Yes, I'm I'm training now because I would like to looking good at the final. So I'm tr- now I'm training and uh, yeah, eating good, blah blah blah, all the stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, my trainer he's so good. Maria, we're talking, of course, just over a year. Obviously, we're now marking just over a year since the the invasion of, of Ukraine. Have you been able to to use the anniversary to kind of look back on how your life has changed in the last 12 months and your journey and, and also the journey of your family as well? Because is, is your dad still in Ukraine? Yeah, right. He's still there. I was just talking with him before I came to the office to for interviews. I was just talking with him. Yeah, he's still there, and um, yeah, he just stuck there, and it's so <clears throat> it's so hard for us, for our family. I mean, because we are so close to each other. Um, but I mean, this year it it's been so crazy for me and overwhelmed, and it's so many things happening around me, and um, and it's two, two, you know, two sides. It's it's a good things and it's a horrible things, and I just have to you know deal with it and to just you know to live with this. And um, this year was so fast for me. I mean, because it was so many things, and uh, yeah, it was really I don't know. It's just like this. The time was flying like this. So. What does your dad make of of everything that's happened for you and all the opportunities you've had, of course, since you since you moved over to Sweden and, and Melody Festival and, of course, you being in the final? What's he made of everything that's happened? He's so happy of me. He's so happy and he's so proud. He's my biggest fan, I think. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he also loves music and uh, he loves my music. <laughs> not so obvious but uh yeah he's really happy and uh yeah it was i think it was more their decision actually no, not of course it was their decision of my parents to that we move from ukraine when the war i mean starts and um because they wanted that i 
be in a safe place and that I will have a future, you know. So he's happy that, yeah, that I have all these opportunities. And I think we are still here in Sweden only because of of my music journey. So, yeah, just now I just have to continue and I would love to continue this um because I have a big dream of my life to be a worldwide artist and I think I'm in the right place now. And um, yeah, I just, I just gonna continue and uh, yeah, do my best. Let's talk about your musical journey in Sweden. You, you mentioned your musical journey there because I know when you moved to Sweden, you, you reached out to, to some big names in the, in the Swedish music scene. But it's well publicized. There was there was one name that got back to you, Sarah Dawn Finer. How's it been working with her and having the opportunity of of you know gaining from her experience and her knowledge of the industry? How much has she been a help for you? Yeah, she's yeah, it's it's right. She was like the first person who I think opened the door for me here in Sweden, music door and uh yeah, she's still supporting me. She she she's giving me a tips for a mellow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really like lucky that everything like happened with me in this way. And um yeah, thanks to her, I'm I've got this charity gala that it was in April last year. It was a charity gala for Ukraine and we raised eight million euro for Ukraine. And um, yeah, it was amazing. And after this performance, everything started to to go in fast. <laughs> and uh, after this, yeah, just uh, I got signed my first contract with the label, with the Warner Music. And uh, yeah, it's and now I'm here talking with you. <laughs> how, how did you first become aware of Melody Festival and Maria, is it something that Sarah had mentioned to you, or you know, I know your aunt lives in Sweden as well. Is it something that you were aware of beforehand? Because I know, obviously, you you were you were in the the Voice of Ukraine before before the war. So, how, was it something that was on your radar as soon as you came to Sweden? Honestly, I didn't know about Melo before I came to Sweden, and uh, and. Yeah, it, it wasn't from Sarah. No, she didn't tell me about this. And uh, it's actually the first person who I heard from about Mel. It was my aunt. Yeah, she said like, oh, Mel is the biggest thing here in Sweden. And I was like, okay. But, you know, I was like, yeah, I heard it. But it, yes, it wasn't so many attention from me to this because I was like, okay, good, you know, I told you it was so many things and I was like, uh, yeah, I didn't understand anything. I wasn't kind of bubble. I was a little bit lost. So, yeah, I'm, I think I'm, I was getting more about Melo when I started working with Warner. <clears throat> so after this, because I've been in a camp this summer where we were writing songs for, for Melo, yeah so yeah but it wasn't our main goal our main purpose just uh, yeah we are going to mel this is our main you know no it wasn't like this we were just wanted to try work together and to try music and yeah to start it 
see how it looks, how it's gonna look. And then we were just like, oh, maybe mellow. Why not? We should try. <laughs> how are you feeling? We're speaking a few days before the final. How are you feeling? Do you know what it's going to be like stepping on that stage in the Friends Arena? I don't know. It's so weird feelings inside because um, I think I will get more this kind of nervous and feelings at the end of this week. So now I'm quite calm. Uh, but I mean, I think it's going to be amazing. I would just, I really would like to just enjoy and because then I will remember what happened with me and uh, yeah I don't know how it's gonna be at the end I mean with the results but yeah I, I really would like to do an amazing performance and uh, because I, I don't know if you know but uh, Beyonce is coming to Friends Arena in Stockholm it's gonna be intense 10th of May <clears throat> so okay. I think so I think it's really cool that I'm going to be performing at the same stage like she is. <laughs> but of course, Maria, if you win Melody Festival and you won't be in Stockholm on the 10th of May because you'll be in Liverpool, you'll miss her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maria, we're very excited for what the future holds for you, not just in the final, but but after <laughs> Melody Festival and, and, um, and good luck in the grand final. Thank you so much for chatting. Thank you so much. Like what you're hearing? Make sure to leave us a review and a rating whenever you're listening. Lovely to be able to speak to Maria Sir here on Melfest Monday this week. And of course, Kiana as well. Great to have two of the finalists on the podcast this week, uh, which brings us nicely into chatting to chatting all about the final itself. Gustav Darlander, our special guest for this week, rejoins us. And it's tradition. We've got one thing for you to do, Gustav, which is take us through the running order. However, because you are a statistician, because you know everything about Melody Festival, and I wonder if you could give us the running order and a stat or a fact about each of the performers as well. Yes, of course. All right, here we go. Uh, starting the final position one in the running order, we have Jon Henrik Fjällgren, Ark North, featuring Adam Woods with the song Where You Are. Savajan. Uh, so that's the hardest stage name because it's the longest stage name in Melody Festival in history. You would expect it to be Jon Henrik Fjällgren and Ark North featuring Adam Woods. Like for example in 2009 we had Rigo and the Topa Sound featuring Red Fox. But we don't have Jon Henrik Fjällgren and Ark North. We have just Jon Henrik Fjällgren and Ark North featuring Adam Woods. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, uh, but Jon Henrik Fjällgren, he, he makes it to the final uh, straight from the heat for the fourth time in a row and that's a tied record. So Good for him. And then we have a number two in the grand final. This is uh, Tuna Sekelius with uh, Rhythm of My Show. And uh, with this song, her songwriter, Anders Vretov, he made it to the final with his seventh song in a row. On position number three in the running order, Mariette, One Day. And uh, Mariette, as we mentioned, she made it to the final for the fifth time. Position number four in the running order, Marcus and Martinus, air. And Marcus and Martinus, they are actually the first fully foreign act who has never resided in Sweden to make it straight to the final from a heat. Position number five in the running order, Panetos, on my way. 
Panetos FPC, if I can say something about them, they are actually uh, making good attempts to beat their own record from 2014 of the most words in a lyric, uh, in a song lyric in Melody Festival, and they have the record. And uh, they have a lot of words this time as well, but not quite as many as when they took part in 2014. Then they had more than 500 words. Uh, position number six in the running order, Maria Sur, never give up. And uh, Maria Sur, uh, she's uh, from Ukraine, been living in Sweden the past uh, year. In Melody Festival, and uh, this year, we have three entries with a fully foreign act. Uh, it's Maria Sur, it was uh, Lauren Barker, who took part in the heat and Marcus and Martinus, and this is the most since 2005. Position number seven in the running order, Smash Into Pieces, six feet under. And this is actually the first band in the final for five years since Roland's, the first rock act since Yohio in 2014, and the first rock band in the final since Dead by April in 2012. So uh, finally some rock in the final. Position number eight in the running order, Kiana, where did you go? And uh, Kiana is this year's youngest artist uh, with this song. Uh, her songwriter, Jimmy Jorker Turnfeld, comp completed a fantastic result because he went to the final with his sixth song this year. That's kind of sick. He entered six songs this year and made it to the final with all of them. Position number nine in the running order, Nordman, Slap Alla Sorger. And Nordman makes it two duos in the final, together with Marcus and Martinez, the most since 2008. Number 10 in the running order, Lorene, Tattoo. And uh, Lorene, well, she's the big runaway favorite to win, maybe the biggest favorite to win a, a final ever in Melody Festival. If she would win, uh, she would be the first in the modern age Melody Festival to win two times. And also, if she wins, she would be our oldest winner since Carola back in 2006, uh, since Lorraine will uh, turn 40 in October 16th. Position number 11 in the running order, Theos, Mere of Day. And Theos, as we mentioned, he is the youngest ever to take part in the Modern Age Melody Festival and for a second time in the final. And number 12 in the running order, finally, Paul Ray, Royals. And when Paul Ray made it to the final, his songwriter, Dino Medanhotsic, he made it to the final, straight to the final from a heat with his eighth song in a row. Uh, a fantastic result. And that's actually all the songs that Dino Medanhotsic has ever taken part with. He made it straight to the final with all of them. And that concludes the facts from the Swedish nerd. <laughs> Gustav, honestly, take a bow, take a breath, have a water. That was <laughs> incredible. James, no one else could have done that for us this week, could they? Well, I, I tell you, I certainly couldn't have done it. I know you couldn't have. <laughs> we love all of, all of our guests who come on Mouth this Monday, but nobody, I can guarantee you, could have done that just as well as you, Gustav. Um, I don't know where to start, actually, after hearing all that. I feel like we kind of know everything now. Uh, goodbye. Is that, is that it? <laughs> Signing out. <laughs> I think we should probably start with Loreen, though, of course. Gustav, you mentioned that she's probably the biggest runaway favourite that we've had in Melfest, in the modern era. Can you sort of put a, a number on that? And I know you love your numbers. Can, can you give us some sort of like indication about how she is such a runaway favourite? Well, according to the compounded odds, she has the 30, 31% chance to win the Eurovision Song Contest final, 
Um, so I don't know what that says about the Melody Festival and final because I didn't even look at that tab. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, I can't recall uh, someone who has been this big a favorite. Uh, the big question was, was she going to go to the final as number one? Uh, the first uh, one that was announced in the heat uh, who received the most votes on the night because if she would, then it would be very, very hard to beat her in the final because we can expect that the international juries will uh, vote a lot for her. Uh, so uh, apparently she has the support from the people and uh, we expect her to have the support from the juries. And then the song was released and it was breaking all records on uh, Swedish Spotify in the streaming. Um, we have never had um, a song on release date from Melody Festival with more than 200,000 streams in Sweden. Uh, but she had almost 400,000 streams in Sweden. So it's not like... Um, She's, uh, she's a small favorite. She, she was uh, doubling the previous uh, record high on the release day. And then she has continued to stack up uh, 350,000 streams every day on that platform. Um, it's absolutely incredible. And uh, the YouTube views in the official Melody Festival channel, uh, she has maybe 2 million views or something now. And uh, the uh, second to most popular had like... 150,000 views or something. So that's how big a favorite she is to win this final. I know this is uh, I know this is going to go into songwriter conversation when I know a lot of people want us to talk about the artist. But can we have a word on this Jimmy Joker? Because it, it, he's just seemed to have risen out of nowhere over the last two to three years or so, hasn't he? You mentioned earlier that he's got six songs in the competition this year. And all six of them are going to be in the final this coming Saturday. You just can't overstate how big of an achievement that is. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's a lot of competition in Melody Festival. And we, the previous record was four songs from one songwriter in the final, uh, when we had 10 songs in the final. Uh, and that was considered to be huge. And now the same guy has been involved in half of the songs in the final, and we have 12 songs in the final. And I mean, it's not just Melody Festival. And in Eurovision in 2021, he wrote three songs. And that's a record for advancing three songs from a semi-final in Eurovision. Uh, Sweden, Cyprus and San Marino. Uh, so, I mean, he's been around. He, he, I think he's been involved in the Cyprus uh, song in Eurovision this year. If Loreen wins, he will have two songs already in Eurovision. Um, so um, he, he is an international songwriter he's been uh, he has a part in in an american grammy award he's been a lot involved in the latin market i believe and been working with a lot of huge international names and uh, in the pandemic he started to work for melody festival since he had to be in sweden uh, and uh, he thought it was so fun so he's just continued and he's completely <laughs> hitting it out of the park uh, six songs in melody festival this year that's a tied record Advancing all of them to the final, obviously a record. And also he has eight songs in a row to the final since uh, both of his songs in Heat 4 uh, of 2022 also made it to the final. Uh, so he's, he's kind of breaking all the records. Just think how much he's going to have to shuffle himself around the green room. Honestly, the number of, <laughs> the number of different sofas Jimmy Joker's going to have to sit on on Saturday night. It's going to be very impressive. Honestly, the man's never going to be anywhere for long. <laughs> Quite a workout for him. Rob, do you want to pick out another artist? And we've, we've basically only talked about Lorene so far, and only because it looks like she's a runaway favourite. But which other artists spring, uh, spring out to you, Rob? Well, I'll be honest with you, James, I accidentally opened my uh, Second Chance 2008 tab there. So <laughs> given that we were talking about that, uh, that 
that show in, in Karuna in northern Sweden earlier on, uh, we were almost talking about Susie Tapper, or indeed Cara Carola. <laughs> but anyway, we should probably talk about this. Great songs, great songs. See? I, I knew you'd have something to say on them, Gustav. Let's actually <laughs> yeah. talk about the final then. Can we talk about... Well, it is actually someone you have already mentioned, Gustav, and it is smashing to pieces, because when it comes to streaming numbers, they are, I was going to say, the only ones trying to sort of keep tabs with Lorene. I mean, I don't think anyone is, but they're really up there. I mean, are you surprised with their popularity? Yeah, Lorene has more than twice as much, but they are number two in in, uh, Swedish uh, Spotify, Uh, not just compared with other Melody Festival and songs, but number two overall. And that's a very, very strong result from a Melody Festival and song to stay that high already in the lead up to the final through the week of the the second chance or semi-final. Uh, and as I mentioned, we haven't had rock in the final since 2014. So we didn't expect them to do that well, probably, at least before we saw this stage show and the TV production. But it's a, a great visual uh, stage show. They have obviously spent some money there. And uh, they are good in, in um, uh, good artists, good at performing it. Uh, and uh, somehow this created a package that was strong enough to, to bring rock back into um, the the... Uh, big discussion of, of uh, winning things or getting a great position. So right now they are like looking like the second, possibly the second strongest act in the final. We're also talking a lot about Marcus and Martinez, but uh, yeah, maybe it's uh, the two of them that could uh, uh, at least look to the podium together with Lorene. Uh, and does the running order have a lot to do with the results as well? I, I feel like I'm springing this on you, so apologies if you don't know the answer. But what what is a, a really successful position to be performing in, in the running order? We know we've got Loreen in 10th in place. And I think, am I right in saying that Cornelia performed 10th last year as well and she went on to win? What do we know about the running order statistics? Uh, well, when it comes to Eurovision and Melody Festival, and of course, uh, it's usually good to be late in the running order. And that's usual behavioral uh, psychology that the order that something is presented in has an effect in how you perceive it. Uh, but when it comes to Melody Festival, and it, maybe it's not that crucial for the final because everyone... Uh, not including the juries, have already heard the songs. Uh, so they might have their favorite already. Uh, but the order will, of course, have some kind of impact. And then it's, of course, good to be late. Uh, even if it's just a few percent, uh, those percentages could be uh, crucial. Uh, so we have Marcus and Martinez on position four in the running order. That's very early. Lorraine is number 10. And in the second half of the running order, we just have Lorene and on position seven, smash into pieces. Uh, so all the other possible contenders in, in uh, the discussion leading up to the final are in the first half of the running order. So that would point at um, Lorene having an advantage. Yeah, these are all giving us clues as to what that leaderboard may look like in the grand final. Gustav, before we say goodbye, we've got to say, well, firstly... A huge thank you for everything you've brought to today's episode. But secondly, Gustav, where are you going to be on Saturday for the grand final? Uh, well, it's my pleasure. Um, I'm going to be uh, in the arena. Um, I've been uh, on location a few of the Saturdays this uh, year. And uh, now I'm going to enjoy the full experience and uh, be there with my computer and just add data to Melopedia as quickly as possible. So if you see a man sitting next to you in the arena in Stockholm with a laptop on his lap, you'll know exactly who it is. Yeah, definitely. Me or some other journalist. 
Oh, Gustav, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much and enjoy the final on Saturday night. Thank you so much and I uh, hope we'll have a, a great rest of the season. So there you have it. We're all done. Kinda, not quite. We're back next week to review the final. But until the grand final, that is us done here on Melfest Monday. Yeah, what a roller coaster ride taking you from the preview of heat number one, what, five weeks ago, uh, to here where we are now, to previewing the final. Uh, from 28 artists, we are down to the final 12. A huge thanks to everybody who's joined us on this series so far. Yeah, it sounds like we're saying goodbye. We're not saying goodbye. We'll be back in a week's time to review the, the final itself. But uh, what I should say again is thanks to Gustav for joining us uh, with all of those wonderful stats and facts. Hopefully you know a bit more about what's going to be happening on Saturday because of that. And for the other guests as well joining us, Kiana and Marissa and Will as well. Yeah, thank you to Will for agreeing to be our Eurovision correspondent. So hopefully we'll hear from Will about his weekend in Stockholm when we're back for our final episode of the series next Monday. I'm going to make some promises here, James, and we're going to try and make them happen and we'll see whether we actually do. Hopefully, coming up on the final episode of Malthus Monday, we'll try and get Toby back on. Shall we? Should we try and get Toby Eck back on? I think we should try and get Toby Eck back on. And I also think we should make another rogue promise in that we'll chat to Bella as well, because she'll be in the commentary box providing some English language commentary on Saturday night. So hopefully we'll chat to her again. Yeah, good luck to Bella and Olivia providing English language commentary for all of us watching Mellow wherever we may be sitting at home maybe alone with a rogue on josh like james was this weekend <laughs> watching the manifest final but yeah make sure that you show bella and olivia plenty of love if you're watching them and listening along to them commentating on everything that happens on saturday and of course don't forget to get yourself in the mood with our manifest monday party playlist yeah just search for that on spotify to get yourself in the mood on saturday night but that is all from us. We will, of course, be back on Wednesday for your brand new episode of the Eurotrip and in seven days' time for the last episode in the series of Melfest Monday. And by the next time you hear us, me and James will know whether or not we've been successful in getting Eurovision tickets. So <laughs> oh, we, may be, <laughs> we may be happy or we may be sad. Just like you would home. Best of luck, everyone. Uh, in the meantime, keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter. Instagram and TikTok. Email us hello at eurotrippodcast.com and you can read all of our exclusive stories on eurotrippodcast.com. And as well, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and rate us five stars from me, James. It's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.